oh fuck, I'm focusing on myself again. It's then just taking that focus off. It's like focusing on your chosen one, focusing on your wife, focusing on your kids and being of service, you know, going from the victim mentality to the service mentality. What can I do right now to brighten up? Sammy's day or what can I do right now to help us serve Anne-Marie? Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance and live to your highest order in business and in life. Now, if you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Rising Kings pod. I'm super excited today. I've got one of the legacy brothers on board, Scotty Wood, flown in from what, the Goldie, Brisbane down to Sydney. And mate, good to connect with you. So good to be here, mate. Grateful to be at the Rising Kings HQ. <laughs> what's, your, what's your first thoughts? I feel grounded. I got my shoes off. You like that little... Yeah. I love it in here. I love the all the books, the dumbbells, all the trigger rollers over there. This is like a man cave. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's tidy. It's very tidy, very it's got, organized. It's got like the oil, you know, the oil diffuser over there. Oil diffuser going. The books are actually color-coded they're all in rows of the same color i'm very impressed with that i don't have perfection issues mate you know? <laughs> brother good to have you what i'd love to start with man is what makes scott wood you're 50 next year man what i've always admired about you is your energy you know just the energy you bring day to day person to person i think it's one of those things that can inspire others like that's what i love about it it's just what i love about it too is i think people can put it on for a while you know like oh man that guy's always you know switched on and but then you meet him you know outside of business hours etc and you're like ah oh, it's just a show but i know you outside business hours i know you like a brother and it's like this dude just is always on like with good energy what's the secret let's dive into it it's funny i've always been known as that energizer person i used to get called the energizer bunny and i think even some of the brothers through rkx nicknamed me that like ronnie nicknamed me the energizer bunny even as a young kid so my folks were always busy were always working and growing up my dad was a publican and so he always in the pub and i was always surrounded by people and had to make my own fun and so i think i always just had that energy to get out there and connect and i hated being by myself and going through high school it was the same thing. I was always the person with the high energy, positive. Some people felt I was even too positive, but it just, for some reason, that's just the way I was. And then I got into surfing. I worked a lot of school days when the waves were good and I was just always stoked. I was always living in a life of stoke, especially when the waves were on. But then I had a tragic thing happen when I was 19. Finished school, living down on the beach, a little coastal town called Evans Head. Beautiful part of the world, man. But I driving home, I was working nights in a bar, doing bar work, but I was surfing. I was a competitive surfer and had a big surfing comp on this Sunday morning. I was driving home from work, which was from Lismore to Evans Head. It's a little country windy road. And midnight, I was just driving along and there's flashing lights and then just this bang, this impact. And I hit three horses. There was horses all over the road. They'd escaped. This car coming towards me was trying to warn me. And this sudden impact. And then the next thing I remember is just the fireman, you know, cutting me out of the car. I was totally squashed in the car. So I'd broken my C2, T2, T4, fractured skull, a lot of other things as well. But that was like a major life reality check for me, right? Laying in the hospital bed that next morning trying to get out of bed because I'm like, I've got a fucking surfing comp on. I'm meant to be at the surf. That's all I want. I want to be, I want to get out of there. 
And they're like, Mr. Wood, you've had a serious accident. You've broken your neck. And, and I was getting quite frustrated because I think I was pretty high on medication, but I was started, yelling, started yelling. And the doctor is like, you've broken your neck. You're probably never going to surf again. And there's probably a chance that you're never going to actually do anything physical again. You know, you just have to be real here. You're in a really bad situation. And I remember just telling him to get effed. And so from there, I just wasn't going to take that for, you know, for merit. Did you feel like going back to it, like a bit of shock or anything? Or at that point, was it just pure dismissive bliss? I.e., no, fuck you, don't tell me what I can do. Like, I'm going to sort this out ASAP. There was definitely that. There was definitely shock as well. Like a lot of tears, a lot of just laying there in silence, just thinking, what the fuck is just going on? But I spent four weeks in hospital, a lot of stories there. But coming out, I moved back in with my folks and I just covered every ounce of wall with surfing pictures and I was like and I had this big body brace on like this big Robocop body brace it was sort of like the halo brace if you guys have ever seen the halo brace with the screws but it was like that without the screws so I was one of the first people to trial that type of brace nine months in the brace in the brace so do you shower shower in it it stops you from twisting your neck at any level Absolutely. And even twisting my spine so I could pivot from my hips, but the whole thoracic was all locked in as well. Nine months. Yeah, nine months at age 19. But the crazy thing was I was super positive through the whole situation. So I was reading the book, reading The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, which friends gave me and incredible book, you know, about the story of Dan, you know, Dan Millman and his journey through injury and recovering from that. But I stayed super positive. I had a super positive mindset and I was focused on the day that I got that brace off, I'd be back out in the surf. And the very day that I took that brace off, I was out surfing five foot south wall balance, which is a pretty heavy wave with all my mates there with me. And then I was back. But I think the lesson that I learned from that was just how precious life is and that it can be taken away at any moment and the importance of just living life to the max like focusing on doing what we absolutely love doing in our life so that has sort of been my life purpose since then but as a result of that you know I'm grateful just to wake up in the morning get up on my two feet and go for a walk or go to CrossFit it's like that is such gratitude for me because I've nearly had that all taken away what a lesson to be given at 19 years of age. And in hindsight, you know, you'd say, what a blessing. At the time, you're like, what am I fucking cursed? How's this happened to me? You know, we get down on our lives when things like this happen. You know, it's interesting we're having this conversation today off the back of what's happened recently. Like I went in for my one-year testicular cancer checkup, like I've been doing it every month. And on the one-year anniversary where things, you make a little bit of progress, uh, one of my mark was up. And I walked in there last Thursday and yeah, the oncologist was like, you know, you feeling all right? I was like, oh shit. <laughs> what, what news have you got for me, doc? And he's like, your HCG marker is up, which is a tumor marker. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Well, it's, it's chemotherapy, like hardcore chemotherapy. And it, like my heart sank and I was like, what can cause this? Like I remember like I was pretty sort of dizzy at the time, you know, when you're getting this news. And then, you know, he agreed to do a, a retest, which was yesterday. So a couple of days later, because I'd been using a couple of peptides to get my arm better. And man, I've just been bracing for it and working towards, you talked about their acceptance. I'll make it public here. I made a pact with the higher power man over these past couple of days because you know, I've been in the grind. You know, I feel like I don't have enough joy and fun 
in my life. Like I'm very good at the routine, the structure, the discipline and getting shit done. And you know me as well as all the other brothers, you know, like that's, it's a modality that I am very comfortable in. And then when it comes to the fun, and that's what I love hanging out with you, it's like, you know, the smiles and the laughter and the fun. And I'm like, oh, I want more of it. I want more of it. And I think this is the universe going, man, I journaled on it. It was like, this is just going to sit in my shadows waiting for the moment when I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't have time to have fun. I don't have time to do, do all that. And I, I made a pact over this weekend through journaling and meditation, et cetera, to be like, I'm here to learn my lesson. I want to fucking, like you're talking about there, like that, I want to wake up every day being grateful rather than, oh, mate, this is a chore. You know, I want to, I don't necessarily think I have to bounce out of bed, but I want to feel grateful in every moment. Like, what if this is your last moment? What if this is your last moment? And I think these things, like, so, you know, I got the all clear today and, you know, chosen one was wrapped and as was I. Even the oncologist was like, holy shit, man. Like, it's very rare. You get a marker goes up and then goes down and you don't go on chemo. So he's like, even he had a tear. What I'm getting at here, man, is like, at your age of 19, you got that gift. I feel cancer's my, the gift that is now attached and following me to remind you, this is it, man. Like you're playing the game. It's not warm up. It's not half time. <laughs> it's like, it's not round two. It's like, you're in the game. This is the game. This is the game of life. You want to win the game of life? What does winning look like? Well, for me, it's like excitement, joy, connection, fun. Yes, the challenges, you know, going through the challenges, et cetera. But it's, it's like really embracing it and living in it. And I think what for yourself, man, at 19 years of age to be given that gift, I think is fucking amazing. Yeah, man. I do look on it upon it as a gift as well. It's a real defining moment. So I, I would call it a defining moment that it really shaped me, changed the trajectory. Obviously, I didn't continue pursuing surfing. It wasn't meant to be. I, I still couldn't surf, you know, at that level and be out in the water six hours a day, but just put me on a different path. And, and now we're, we're 30 years down the track, right? 30 years, 49. Yeah, 30 years. Where do you feel you've really, like, is it a, a reminder every day? Like, do you think of it every day and go, fuck, you know, like, remember back to 19? Or is it something now that's just in your, it's embedded in your DNA? No, it's something that I think about often, but it's not every day. Maybe not even every week, but it, it is with me. Uh, it is definitely in my DNA, 100%. The positive, the drive, yeah, the energy. The lesson. Don't fucking take anything for granted. But at the same time, like it's not, I don't see you walking around like, don't take anything for granted. Okay, I've got to get everything. I need to make this work. It's more of a surrendered, hey man, like, Life's happening, sun's out, you know, I've got like everything I've ever wanted, beautiful partner, you know, kids, you know, life, etc. health. It's like, why would I be fucking down on this? It's something I'm conscious of too. So I still journal every morning and part of that journaling is journaling about how I want to show up, who I'm going to be, who I'm being. And it's always be love, be excited, be passionate, be calm, be present and be joyful. And so you mentioned something before about joy, like what is joy? It's an emotion. And so imagine if you had that mindset, if you're just going to be more joyful for the day, you start that mindset out every morning, which is what I do. And so I do have probably more joy than the average person because that is my intention. And so if you're living in a state of joy, then you, life is going to be joyful no matter what you're doing. Even if you're working out laying bricks, you know, doing a crushing workout, enjoying in the state of enjoyment in that process, then life's going to be joyful. Do you feel you can be joyful regardless of your external environment? And what I mean is like, exactly like you said, oh, it's all good for you, man. You know, you've got this and you've got this and you live in Brisbane and it's warm and 
you know, you can afford these things and do it. You know, like you hear a lot of people going down that path. I used to be in the victim mode, you know, like that. What would be your advice to that guy who's like, well, it's, it's hard for me to find the joy when I've got, you know, young kids, a wife who doesn't appreciate me, a job I don't love. Like, how does a guy like that summons this notion of feeling joy? I've had moments like that too, man. It's like we can get in that headspace where is, if we just achieve this or maybe if my wife just says something nice to me today, I'll be more joyful. Maybe if I just get that pay rise, then I'll be more joyful. Maybe if I lose a few extra kilos, then I'll be happier and more joyful. But generally, it's the other way around. Like being more joyful and being more happy then creates those that external results. And so the external things are outside of our control as well. And so if we're focused, we're too attached to things that are external from us can drive us fucking crazy. Like be so detrimental to our health with stress and worry, but just getting back to what is within my control, what is within our control is how we're showing up. It is totally within our control. And is that a feeling? Like when, when you say how we show up? You can make a decision right now to even a little bit happier, put a smile on your face, you know, start thinking more happy. You can make a decision right now to be more present or more passionate. So it's a decision and then it's just having the awareness to be in that state. So like I believe our life is how we're showing up. Like it's moment after moment and how we're showing up. So showing up in that better state, that more joyful, more happy state, that is how a man will thrive rather than, you know, waiting for that external validation. It's like, oh, this happens or X, Y, Z happens. Then, you know, then I can be happy or then I can uh, feel like I'm making progress or so it's the other way around from my experience. Like that's been a big game changer for me. And even working with Rising Kings, like I think it's taken it to another level for me. And, you know, especially doing the daily stoic as we do every day, just by focusing on what is within our control and what is within our control really is 100% is, is how we're showing up. It is, it is a decision. So true, man. I was having this conversation with Bodhi, my son, over the weekend. We're sort of on this similar line of discussion. Like he's only 12, but at the end of the day, you know, like I'm bored, I'm this. Dude, do you understand? Like everything you want is in front of you. You're chasing this next thing. But I had to reflect on me as well. And where I landed, I was like, it is like a muscle. You have to work it. And so between last Thursday and today with the diagnosis, I just became acutely aware, like hyper aware. And I, and I watched this muscle being used in terms of showing up to be more present and grateful for the moment. So you know, getting the kids ready for bed. Normally, high stress, you know, it's like, oh man, you know, like clean your teeth, get in bed. If you're not in bed in the next 10 minutes, there's this consequence, this consequence. And it's like you fall into that modality and you're like, oh, I'm just so tired. I'm so exhausted and whatever script you want to run in your head. And so over the past couple of days, I've just been hyper present on it where it's like, what are you fighting here, Ben? And I watched this muscle and I'm like, it's such a weak muscle is where I got to in my own mind. I'm like, my discipline muscle, fucking strong. My happy, gratitude, joyous muscle, dude, it's like weak. And I flexed it all weekend and I've been flexing it ever since that diagnosis. And I've watched it just gain a little bit more strength. And I wanted to share that because like you said, like the guys that are listening, it's like, it's not going to change over some miraculous thing where all of a sudden it switches on and I'm joyous. I'm happy. I'm, I'm fulfilled. Like I've got excitement back in my life. I genuinely believe it's like, you got to train this thing. You got to bring it on. And your first day might be 
one minute of happiness and joy you found. But that's one minute more than the day before where it was zero. And then the next day, it might be a minute and 10 seconds. And then you know, I feel you start to feel your entire life of moments of joy. Like, you know, I think of, you know, your flight from Brisbane down to Sydney, you know, it's like every single moment, there's an interaction for you to find some happiness, fulfillment, and joy, you know, just seeing people, even when you're late and you miss a plane, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you can still find a beauty in it and have a laugh of like, this is the chaos of life. I'm in the chaos of life. And I've got two options. I can be fucking pissed off and fuming and annoyed, or it's like, hey man, this is what's happening. Like this is I got to get a few extra steps in, brother. You got- <laughs> <laughs> I got to probably an extra two thousand steps as a result of that. So I'm very happy. Because for the step just for the listeners, you know, the, for our steps the challenge. Legacy we have step a steps challenge, challenge, mate. It's like, yet. yeah. You don't want to be the unit who comes last, that's nah, for sure. Nah. <laughs> so it's like every dude's getting his steps up. Nah, man, but it, it does take work. It's like this has been a lifelong journey for me. And I feel like as I age and as I learn more, I'm getting better and better and the muscle is getting stronger and stronger. And I feel like this last six months, I've had a real shift in my thoughts. And I now have this focus of leading an intentional life where, and you've helped me with this to no end, brother, like the Rising King's work has really built this whole platform and structure through doing our daily disciplines. But it's really allowed me to take that time out every morning to focus on my intentions for the day. And those intentions, who I'm showing up as, who am I being for the day? And so doing that really helps set me up for the day. What impact does this have on your relationship with your chosen one, with your children, with yourself, health, all these elements that we want to do better in, you know, like it's a lot of the guys we speak with, it's like, oh, oh man, I just want a better marriage. I want to be better as a father. I, you know, like the term better comes up and then we've got to dig in and actually dissect what do you mean by better. I'm curious though, through your lens, as you flex this muscle, become more in, in like more intentful in, in your being, in how you show up day to day, what have you seen have been the positive effects? Calmness, number one, absolute calmness. People around me notice that I'm different. I'm way, way more calm and more present as well. I still have moments, man, where there's, you know, there's still life pressures and business and a lot of things going on. So you still feel that pressure from time to time, but I'm more able to be able to stay calm under that pressure and then to react more positively, react more intentionally and to continue moving forward and continue taking positive steps forward, whether that's business actions or the way I'm showing up or, you know, the way I'm showing up with my wife, with my children. So I believe my relationships are just incredible. Like my beautiful wife, Anne-Marie, been together nearly eight years. You know, people still say, ah, oh, you, you know, you're in the honeymoon phase still. It's like, I, know, it's, I just laugh. You're like, what other phase is there? Eight years? We're just getting stronger and stronger, man. That's like so such good. a beautiful, strong connection we have because we're just so present for each other. She is very present in her being and I'm able to meet her there. It's just beautiful. Like It's really beautiful. And then with the children, same thing. Like I'll just talk about the relationship with my son, Sammy. You know, he lives with his mum most of the time. I, you know, I see him a couple of times a week. But that beautiful time that I have with him, even this last 12 months through doing the work with Rising Kings, I just feel like I'm just, our relationship's on another level because I'm just all in with him in those moments. No, I put my phone down, tools down, and... We just do fun stuff. Even if it's just taking the dog for a walk, we still have fun. We still have a laugh. You know, it's not like Disney dad, but it's doing, just having fun with whatever we're doing. But as a father, you know, I I create that, you know, he creates part of that, but it's up to me to create that. And I think just being able to stay in the moment and stay calm 
that also, you know, going back to that first question, Ben, you know, what's going on? How come you're so positive all the time? I think it's because I, I'm able to just stay in the more present and in the moment and, and creates that calmness. And what impact do you feel that has on like Sammy and Emery? It's a huge impact on Sammy. Sammy's, our relationship in the last 12 months has really blossomed, you know, deeper conversations, way more laughs, just a much stronger connection and bond together. Like we really look forward to spending time together. And that's with all, you know, five stepchildren as well, beautiful children. And three of them are traveling Europe at the moment. So they're away. But with, you know, especially with the youngest one, Ulysses, you know, great, beautiful relationship with him and just getting down to his level and playing and playing sword fighting and having a game with him, um, just being there and showing up. You know, I haven't constantly got that mental chatter going. It's like, oh, fuck, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. You know, I've got to get back to this person. You know, my phone's buzzing. Like, it's just being there in the moment with them is. Beautiful. For the guys listening who might be feeling disconnected in their marriage, maybe similar with their kids, you know, triggered all the time, etc. What would be your advice to them? You know, what do you tell this guy who's like, man, I just I want to find or feel what Scotty feels. I want to feel this connection with my chosen one. I want to feel more happiness and joy and fulfillment. Where does that guy start? From my own experience, when I've had times where I've felt down or I've felt beaten up or that life's just kicking me. And I still go through those times. But what I realize is through those times, who am I? I'm focusing on myself. And so it's that muscle we're talking about, brother, that awareness muscle. It's having that awareness to be able to see what it is that's going on. Okay, I'm, oh fuck, I'm focusing on myself again. It's then just taking that focus off. It's like focusing on your chosen one, focusing on your wife, focusing on your kids and being of service, you know, going from the victim mentality to the service mentality. What can I do right now to brighten up Sammy's day? Or what can I do right now to help or serve Anne-Marie? When you shift that focus from yourself to others, all the stress disappears. So true. Because it's a fulfilling, rewarding feeling to be able to brighten up your child's day or your partner's day. And so that has been a big one for me. And that's a lot of business partners and team members that I work with. And, and that's what I coach them to do is to, you know, if you're having a bad day, go and find three people to help. Take the focus off yourself and focus on helping another person. You'll instantly be feeling better. So good. What's on the cards for Scotty 50 plus, man? Woo, brother, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty pumped. I'm yeah. a snowboarder. I'm through and through. Who would have thought I'd be snowboarding after what happened at 19? But fuck that. So just- Do you send it on the snowboard? Like you- I'll send it. Yeah. 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 I don't go and do all those jumps. Like I'll, if it's powder, I'll do jumps. But if I, I will stay away- there's no upside in us going in the, the board parks, Ben. <laughs> Stay away. They're <laughs> the best fun. But I just booked uh, a trip to Japan to go snowboarding. 10 days of my birthday, January wow. the 8th. So pretty excited about that. But next year, like, go, look, like how fast has this year gone? I'm already now focused also for some stuff happening in 2024. But for me, brother, it really is, I'm living a life of service and- I just, I really do enjoy helping make an impact in other people's lives. And maybe that's another thing why I love to, why I'm always positive because that is my focus is, and that's with my business is serving. And so got some exciting things happening for 2024. A lot of men, and I believe women as well, there's a stigma around 50. Oh man, you know, I'm fucking, I'm turning 50. I'm over 50. You know, like, yeah. there's that feeling. I think a lot used to feel it at 40. 
thankfully, I like I'm loving 40s. I do look at 50 and I go, hmm, what's that decade going to look like? Curious. You're heading into 50s, man. Like, are you feeling pumped, enthusiastic, and recognize that, hey, man, maybe you're not as flexible and as strong as you were in your 30s, or maybe you are. Like, I'm just curious as you go into this next decade, where's feeling of mindset at? I don't like the number, but it's just a number, right? In terms of the way I feel physically, I feel in better shape now than was 40, probably even when I was 30. So I'm fitter and stronger than I was at age 40. I think, you know, I weigh 82 kilos now. At age 40, I was about 72, but I was about 18, 20% body fat back then. Now I'm like 10%. So my whole body composition is way better. Energetically, I feel I'm really focused on my health and nutrition and exercise. So I think I'm ahead of the game there. But mate, I'm pumped. Like if I'm feeling this good at 50, fuck, like how good is that? So bring it on, man. Like big things happened in in our 50s in terms with life and business and a lot of good things happened, I think financially for men in their 50s as well. So looking forward to that part of the journey. I'm going to keep focused on showing up as the best I can be every day, calm, present, loving, joyful, happy, and just being the best I can be, exercising, fueling my body, recovering, sleeping. So, hey, mate, this rig is going into its hundreds. (laughs) I love it, brother. (laughs) I love it. Scotty, thanks for being on here, brother. Thank you, brother. Thanks for sharing and bringing your energy too. For the guys listening, man, like soak that up, go back, listen to that episode again. You know, it's like, it's the energy. You want to feel it. And like you said, man, you got to work it and own it and step into it. If we're all gifted, like Scotty here in your 50s, it's not like a trudge, oh man, I'm turning 50. It's like, man, I'm pumped. Let's fucking, <laughs> yeah. let's kick some ass. Let's I love go. it, brother. Good to have you on here, man. Thanks, That's the brother. Pod, man. Yeah. It was so good to get that news today, man. I'm- yeah. Thanks, man. No, I feel good. Like I said, I made a pact. It's, it's nothing to be taken for granted. It's step up, wake up. I'm a pretty aware and awake guy, you know, like I think you know that, like that's, I invest my life into the work of what we do here as Rising Kings. There's always another level though. You can get caught in your own, you know, awareness trap. I'm aware, I'm disciplined, et cetera, but it's like, yeah, but where's your joy, mate? Where's your fun? Where's that excited, you know, enthusiastic guy? And I think that's the universe. It's, oh, he's in there, man. He's just been asleep at the wheel for a little bit. And now it's like, dude, wake up. I feel good, man. Great to have you here, brother. Thanks, brother. Peace out. Peace out. 